What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, Join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Welcome to Scoop on Order. Happy Monday. Uh, it is Michigan Sanction Monday. They were notified by the Big Ten of their uh, pending disciplinary action. Uh, this is going to get really good really quick. I think that uh, the more that comes out, the better this is for the rest of the Big Ten and for the Buckeyes. So we're going to break all that down. Uh, today we're going to get into it pretty quick here today so always we appreciate you guys we never uh, start an episode without saying thank you to all of you guys tuning in watching and we appreciate you guys so much if you enjoy this content leave us a like click subscribe also click the little alert bell we're going to alert every single time we go live a little early tonight with monday night football so we try to make it so that we lead right into it uh, and you guys have a nice segue we appreciate you guys shout out where you guys are watching from and give me a prediction what are the sanctions going to be because i think it's going to be real interesting uh, again, I think it's getting really, really hot up in Schembechler Harm. Uh, the kind of thumb of their nose right now. And I don't think that ends well when you do that. Uh, with that being said, I'm going to bring in my good friend at Nevada Buck. Nevada is Monday. Uh, the Big Ten notified Michigan of their disciplinary action. Uh, this is something that we don't see very often in football, but here we are. Uh, it's been a very embarrassing stretch for the Big Ten. And I think uh, the commissioner has got uh, some some action on his hands. What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I mean, this one is absolutely in the in the realm of the lawyers. You know, I uh, was under the impression that the sanctions would come down Monday. With the, the key word in this whole thing has been reasonable. And the, uh, the mm -hmm. Big Ten bylaws call for the commissioner to inform the member institution of pending disciplinary action and give them a reasonable time to respond and you know reasonable is up for interpretation to some people that's you know 24 hours 48 hours you could be talking about one one day three days one business day three business days etc cetera, etc cetera. so i think this is uh kind of stretched out i think we're looking at probably wednesday now but again timing these things is always so t it's it's hard enough to be right and i feel like we've been right on about 99 percent of the story but you don't want to get the timing wrong but I think Wednesday's a probably a pretty good bet in terms of what, with what's been happening, maybe Thursday on the outside, but it's not going to stretch on beyond that. They're in, they're in the notice phase. Michigan's been given notice um, of the intent to sanction. They are in the response period right now. Uh, Tony Petiti really wants to do this correctly. He has to do it by the law. You know, you know, people talking all about Michigan, you know, Michigan will file a temporary restraining order and they'll do this. I mean, when you join the Big Ten, you you give up your right to do you you hand over the rights for disciplinary action to the commission. I mean, it's spelled out in the bylaws contractually. So you can't just, well, I don't like this one. And because I don't like this one, now I'm going to go out and get a temporary restraining order. Now I'm going to go out there and fight. It doesn't work that way. 
So I think people are reading this thing wrong in terms of, you know, Mich- Michigan's options in this are really limited. And I don't, I don't think they're going to fight quite the way people think they are. I think a lot of this is positioning. I think a lot of this is posturing. You see how insanely stupid their fan base is. Their fan base was all in a flutter this entire weekend over this breaking news that was going to come out. And the, first of all, the ties to uh, the, for the NCAA to, to come out and specifically say, hey, Ryan Day's family didn't have anything to do with that. You know, that's embarrassing. I mean, it, it, you know, first of all, I, I'm, I'm a little mad at Zach, who I love to death for even bringing that up because I, mean, I know it was a troll and I know it was funny and I know this, but it's like you have to realize you're dealing with crazy people that will latch on to anything. And apparently there have been threats against against Dave's family and everything else. And I, I'm telling you, as, as an Ohio State fan, I wouldn't go to Ann Arbor. There, there is no way in heck that I would go to Ann Arbor. And that's because I think those their fans are so stupid and so insane and so crazy that I think every, every op, you know every outcome is possibly on the table there if you went out there and did that. And that's not the way college football should be. I mean, uh, I think their their actions, I think the actions of their administration, I think the actions are, are absolutely an embarrassment. They are, they are a stain to college football, and I've always disliked them. But now it's it's I'm disgusted by them. I'm, I'm absolutely disgusted by their program. I'm disgusted by their hypocrisy. I'm disgusted by their actions. I'm disgusted by their trying to justify it. But in this stupid bombshell that they came out with today, oh, a former unnamed staffer said that there were signals of Michigan dummies. It's not illegal to have the signals. It's how you procured them that's illegal. Okay. You can't have Connor Stallions dressed as a Central Michigan coach wearing spy glasses at the Michigan State game. That doesn't fly, okay? What happened to all your your guys' passionate defenses about, oh, Connor was so smart. He hired third parties, and oh, no, that wasn't Connor Stallions. We still haven't heard from Central Michigan to this moment uh, publicly about who that was. What does that tell you guys? Does that tell you that it was Connor Stallions or does that tell you that it wasn't Connor Stallions? Well, if you're really dumb, then you might think, well, I don't know. I'm not sure what it means. Well, if it wasn't Connor Stallions, that would have been identified in about seven seconds, guys. It's been seven full days. And the information that we have is they've informed the Big Ten and the NCAA and everybody formally that, yes, indeed, it was Connor Stallions on the silence as if we didn't know that already. But I, I, again, long diatribe, but I'm fired up. The battle bike is fired up today because I'm just, I'm disgusted by Michigan. I mean, I, it used to be, you know, this was a hard hitting, uh, you know, but clean rivalry game. And I always, you know, you, you always have some, uh, like a healthy respect to them. Man, I don't, I have no respect to them now. Absolutely zero respect for the program. I, I hope that program falls into a, a steaming crater into the center of the earth. It couldn't happen fast enough for me. Yeah. I mean, uh, I got your beloved Stallions video on right now where he's looking at the ground and, you know, the guy, it's funny, like this is, I've never seen this on a sideline where a guy's running full steam ahead and he jumps the bench and lands up on the thing and everyone's looking at the guy again, because, you know, is he going to be okay? Is he going to get hurt? Is he going to blow his knee out on the bench? Whatever. And he jumps all the way up here and everyone's looking at him. As he comes off, like right here, they see him jump up on the thing. 
And then there's one guy who's like looking down at the ground like he dropped his contact lens and he's pulling his like the best is the hat pull. Hat pull down here because he knows that he knows he watched, you know, he grew up being like a football nerd, pulling the hat down over his face because he knows that the cameras, he's right in the big frame right here. So he's looking down. It's just, it's so bad. Um, you know, but I, I just think that as this thing goes on, like, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think, again, the thing that Michigan's trying to hang on to is what is their best circumstance going forward? Is it take the discipline, extend Harbaugh, know that it's going to end at some point, and then Harbaugh's still a coach? Or is it wax everybody? Uh, are they going to be forced to wax everybody? I don't know. Because, again, like, the, this is one of those situations I'm going to ask you this. Um, we actually got a super chat. If you guys have super chats, automatically answered. If you have a question that is burning, dying to know the answer to, uh, it's just like, uh, you know, touch tunes when you go out. If you hit, you know, do the super chat, auto answer. Uh, so, Tony Turley, appreciate you. Licensed attorney here. All right, this is good. We've got a smart audience. One element of a temporary training order is likely to prevail on the merits. Big Ten bylaws leave no chance for that. So a motion for a temporary restraining order will fail quickly. Thank you, Tony. I appreciate you, my man. Fantastic insight. Um, again, I've seen temporary restraining I mean, we've been a part of legal stuff. We're not going to talk about it. But it's just like, you know, uh, and they've been shot down because there was no merit. You know, we've prevailed on that. So, uh, again, like sometimes you deal with people that are lunatics and they end up losing anyways. And they try to do stuff like that. And it gets shot down immediately because they're not going to win. So, Nevada, um, do you think the temporary restraining order uh, will will be denied? You know, if if the Big Ten imposes sanctions, suspensions on Michigan, and then they try to reverse it with a temporary restraining order, do you think that that will hold, or do you think that will deny? It? Again, I know you're not an attorney. We just got some fantastic insight by one of our great um, uh, subscribers. I appreciate that so much. Uh, but what are your thoughts on that? Well, again, I don't want to take this this too far afield in terms of judicial activism and everything else like that. But you have to remember a lot of judges are elected positions. And so for them to bring it to a friendly judge somewhere up there in Ann Arbor who wants to curry yeah. favor with the nut jobs oh, yeah. and he, and he grants the TRO. Could I see that? Yeah. I just don't know what the procedure, I don't know what the procedures to, to, uh, you know, to go above that or to appeal that or whatever that is. But I think, you know, in, in today's days and times, I think you can get a judge to sign off on just about anything. Uh, but I completely agree with the posters. Are they likely to, to, uh, to prevail on the merits? Not, not, they have no chance to prevail on the merits. No chance. Mm -hmm. The bylaws are very specific. If the bylaws weren't very specific teams, it would just be the wild West teams would just do whatever the heck they wanted, whatever yeah. they wanted with no concerns, but that, that's when you join a conference and you join and you get all the accoutrement that comes with being part of a conference, there are certain rights that you sign away. And one of those is the discipline. And, you know, we've seen it in the NFL. We've seen it in other leagues. We see it. And it's like owners may not like it. They may not be happy. I mean, you had an owner in the NBA that was forced to sell a team. We've had multiple owners that have been oh, forced yeah. to sell, to Ster sell their Ster team. Sterling, the guy from the Suns. Yeah. Daniel Snyder. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're talking about NFL owner. I mean, you don't get yeah. any any you know bigger than <sighs> an NFL owner. And yeah, he was forced to sell because the commissioner came down on him, and they but and like, look, if it was just as easy as oh, I'll just go get a temporary restraining order, and you can't get me, commissioner, you don't think that you know Daniel Snyder would have done that, or you don't think that you know no. uh, you know Donald Sterling, who was so litigious. I mean, that guy would have sued anybody 
You don't think he would have done that? So I don't, I don't think they're likely to prevail. I mean, I know they're not likely to prevail, but can they get it? I don't, how long will that hold up? I mean, they're playing, they're definitely trying to run out the clock. They're trying to play it out. But what you wonder is if they do that, what else can Tony do to them? And that's mm-hmm. the, the, the question. And, and I don't have a full answer on that, but I can tell you that when you thumb your nose at an organization like that, you say, Hey, we're not going to, there's, there's lots of different ways they can get you, you know, nine ways to Tuesday. And then you, and it's not even talk about the fact that this is absolutely a lack of institutional control case. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. NCAA going forward, they've already got a pending investigation going on Harbaugh lying and deceiving the NCAA. Now this is classic lack of institutional control. I mean, I, I know for Michigan fans, they, they feel like this is their one shining moment and anything that happens in the future doesn't matter. And so, but man, at some point you got to pay the bill guys at some point, you yeah. can sit there in the club and drink all that, that wine and drink all that champagne and throw you know, that right on those, all those tips. But at some point the bill comes due and the party Ooh. stops and Michigan, let me tell you, the party's stopping and soon. Uh, the lights are turning up and they're sweeping the confetti off the floor and that tab shows up and you're like, oh my God, this is not good. Super chat from TK, my man, as a former college player, uh, what will be the impact of not having your head coach for three games in November? Trust said November is for contenders. Trust is maybe the greatest example of this ever. Just because, you know, in 2010, you know, when I was on staff, we went, I think we were 12 and one, you know, or we lost to Wisconsin and then we ran the table the rest of the season, whooped Michigan, beat Arkansas in the sugar bowl. We lose trust. He gets whacked in, you know, on uh Memorial day. And then, you know, we basically have the same staff. Now, obviously the other huge pieces, we lost Terrell Pryor, who's, you know, was the Heisman front runner. One of the best, the greatest players in Ohio state history, a guy that literally carried us on his back all through 2010, but losing trust was absolutely devastating. We still had the whole staff. We had everybody else. I mean, and we added Mike Vrabel. So we subbed out Vrabel, who's NFL coach of the year for trust. It was his first year coaching. He coached the linebackers for his took fixed spot. But not having your leader, uh, the guy who's been a head coach, who's won national championships, the guy that basically is the reason why everybody's there. Because that's the thing. Is like when you get hired as a head coach, everybody else in that entire building is there because of you. Every recruit. Every coach, every you know, assistant, janitor, whatever—they're usually everyone's been hired by you or recruited by you if, after you've been there for four years. Like they're all your people. So when the when the big dog's gone, it's it's very difficult. Like losing Jim Harbaugh would be absolutely devastating 
in critical games. Now they could beat UNLV and they could beat, you know, um, Alabama AM and whoever else they played to open the season when they had Mike Hart as the head coach and Sean Moore and all those other idiots as head coaches. But you lose Jim Harbaugh in November and then you got to face off against Rutgers. Because again, at the end, you're, you're playing the end game boss, the final boss of the, of the, of the game. You're playing Ryan Day, who's, you know, he's the guy that they know they have to get through Ryan Day to win the Big Ten championship. You know, they don't beat Ohio State. They don't win the Big Ten. All their goals go, go up in smoke. So I think it'd be devastating. Uh, Nevada, obviously, you know the importance of a head coach. Again, when Luke uh, was not retained as the head coach in 2012, we bring in Urban and magically we go 12 and 0. Um, I think that, you know, I think coaching really, 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 really matters in college. I think it's uh, the, it's the, the silver bullet, so to speak. I think in the NFL, coaching is important, but I think if you get great players, it makes you look like a great coach. Like you look at Bill Belichick's the greatest coach of all time, and the Patriots are terrible because they no longer have Tom Brady. They don't have elite quarterback play. Uh, but your thoughts on on that uh, that question? What would it mean if they lost Jim Harbaugh for two or three games down the stretch? Well, I I think you know it's all short term versus long long term. The long term effect of, of having Harbaugh gone if he was out of there. Um, yeah, obviously it's predicated upon who they re- replace him with, but it, it has an effect in the short term, you know, could it rally the troops for them and could they win one for Jimbo and, and try to do this, and, but it's a distraction and distractions are generally bad for football teams, but you know, losing Harbaugh is bad for them. Losing Connor Stallions is worse losing Connor Stallions and his magic, oh, you know, uh, that's, laminated that's, that's... sheets of, of, you know, knowing the plays is way worse than losing Jim Harbaugh. I can assure you of that because they knew what was coming. They knew what was coming. Yeah. They, 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 they knew what was coming defensively. They knew what was coming offensively. And you know, for them, they became dependent on it. And now that they, they go out their first game off the sugar high, they, they come out there and they play Purdue and they don't cover the spread after, you know, being like a, a spread covering machine. And now they're going into Purdue or excuse me, uh, Penn state, Penn State line open at six and a half. Now it's down to four. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I can tell you that's a pretty significant move. Right there. Will it mean anything? Now that's just the betting public's perception on things. And it's not Vegas saying anything per se, but it's going to be interesting to watch that game because oh, they've, God, uh, yeah. you know, they've, they've got this sugar high the last two years from, hey, we can go into the games knowing that we're going to have a pretty good idea what you're running on offense. We're going to have a pretty good idea what you're running on defense. And that affects everything that you do, and it affects the way you do it. And they're not going to have that anymore, and that's uh, that's going to be an issue. And I think it's I think it's going to it's going to loom large on Saturday in Happy Valley. Well, I, I think that's that's the the biggest thing is when you know when you get into the sign stealing thing. It's it, I mean it's like it's like these guys are like addicted to like heroin. They're like addicted to ooh, we know it, we know it's perfect. We know it, you know, it's like having like the like, you know, inside uh, information on gambling or, or whatever. You know, it's like, you know, when you get it and it's coming and it's, it's hot and, and you're winning and you're winning and you're, and you're, and it's, and you're making it so much easier. Your life's so much easier. When the music stops, all of a sudden it's like in Superman 2 when Superman gives up his powers to Mary Lois Lane. And then all of a sudden the guy punches him, he's bleeding everywhere and stuff. Like, he's like, oh my God, I don't have my powers anymore. I have Connor Stallions like with his magical, uh, uh, glasses, his meta glasses that can you know, record signals, and he doesn't have his, uh, his, you know, um, his his genius uh, Keystone cop spies that are sitting at the game holding their phones for, you know, six straight hours like this, you know, getting every signal. So, 
I don't know. It's um, it's really interesting because like I I just think that once you go down that road and you're so reliant on that, it's like it's kind of like you forget how to coach and you get how to adjust and you forget how to really like you know get great at it because if you, if you still rely on cheating the whole time, all of a sudden you know when you can't cheat, it's like magically you're you're not anywhere near what you used to be. It's kind of like when Lance Armstrong got off the juice. All of a sudden he was immortal. He wasn't winning seven straight Tour de France's or whatever. Um, Got to play. I, I've been dying to break this one down. This is from the fourth quarter. Again, I, I know that we've uh, been talking Michigan, but I know you guys love these play breakdowns. But the guy who I think is the most important part of the offense right now is Trey Henderson. Little digger out. Nevada. I mean, how much do you miss this? I know we don't run screen. This is about as close as uh, this is not a screen, obviously, but this is as close to a screen as I think we're going to get from Ryan Day. Uh, you throw it to him about a little, you know, 10 yard throw i mean roughly you know from hash to hash uh nice easy dump you know thankfully the umpire ducks and doesn't you know swat the ball down but trey gets it nice soft hands nice easy and again you look at all this space he's got i mean and with his jets you know it's just it's just different again it's just different like a guy like this is you know and 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 when you're playing in this offense and you see these big chunks, these big 50-yard gains, uh, you know, on a little 10-yard dump pass, which is a nice, easy throw for Kyle McCord. What does that bring to our offense? Well, it just, you know, we've we, we've talked about easy mode and hard mode, and that right there's that that's easy mode. That's let's 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 run Trey out of the backfield. Let's get him, you know. Remember, every time you're bringing a guy out of the backfield in general, he's matched up against a linebacker. That's what yeah. you're trying to do. That's what, whenever you see these guys and they put, you know, you know, they, they roll Debo Samuel back in the offset back position or something. They're trying to get him lined up against the linebacker and make that guy cover him. Well, what linebacker in America can cover Trey Henderson? No one. So you no. just have him go out, run a route, have everybody else clear out. I'd have everybody else run, run a five, just go down the field and a Trey yeah. go one and one against this guy, throw the ball to him and, and let him do his thing. That's, that is absolute stealing. Um, it's not quite as good as running the occasional screen pass. Um, Packers ran a beautiful one, man. Uh, they ran one to, to Musgrave. No, they, they ran one to Musgrave where they faked left. They faked the screen left, fake screen right, and then threw it to the tight end Delane down the middle of the field. And it, it was just like I watched it, and I was just like, oh man, if Ohio State did that. I would just die, but you know, um, this was the next best thing, which is just have Trey run out there in the middle and just show him the ball, and they'll let him just run faster than everybody because he's faster than everybody. He's fast. He is the fastest guy in the field every time he sets foot on the field. And let's make you know offense easy, and and he makes it easy mode for sure. Yeah, and he's running hard, and you know he's you know he's got to make up for the questions and in, in durability you know, to NFL scouts by just having just overwhelming tape and talent because people will be like, well. You know, he missed a little bit with the rib thing in the middle of the season, but once he got rolling and he crushed November, crushed the Big Ten title game, crushed the playoffs, they'll be like, number one guy, easy money. Uh, he's that dude. We got a, got a call, we got another super chat. Uh, appreciate you, Chris. We're going to get into this. Um, can you predict the post-game handshake from the game uh, for both OSU win and OSU loss? Also, Kirk, Chances the players fight. I, oh God, chances the players fight. I don't think that you'll see a fight just because, you know, it, you know, maybe the losing team would fight. But I mean, here's my thing. Fighting isn't worth it in the game. 
because he gets suspended. And if he gets suspended for any minute of, if you're, uh, you know, now if you're insignificant and you're a bench player and you, you know, you, you hand the, the starters the water when they come off, then that's fine. But, you know, you don't want to get suspended for the Big Ten Championship. Now, the losing team that's going to be playing in some, you know, the Cotton Bowl or whatever, and no one's going to care, You could maybe. But I just, I don't, I always think fighting is a cop-out after a game just because you just had 60 minutes where you can legally be violent. You can be extraordinarily violent in a game now. Um, and I used to love that because you can do it. And it's the only thing place in the universe where you can hit somebody as hard as you want and you can't get arrested. It's amazing. Um, uh, can you predict the post-game handshake for the game uh, for an OC win? And an OC- With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus. Terms and I think they're both going to be flybys. I'm not trying to cop out, but I don't think like Ryan's going to do like a big bear hug if he wins and a, and a flyby if he loses. I think that they're both going to be flybys. I think that... It's very well known they both hate each other. I mean, Ryan dropped, uh, I'll hang 100 on him after Harbaugh, of all people, squealed and said that we were doing illegal drills and we weren't doing them or whatever. And, you know, it's just, it's funny because ever since Ryan said he's going to hang 100 on him, we've lost twice. So I don't know. But of course, they were sealing the plays. Um, but your thoughts on that, Nevada? Do you think there's going to be any differentiation in the handshake between Jim Harbaugh and Ryan Day if we win or lose? No, I think it's going to be. Yeah, I think I think the uh, the Ryan Walters handshake was kind of the uh, the model for what we're going to see. I think that's what we'll see with James Franklin. I think that's that's Frank that that's the lot in life that Harbaugh's got with every coach in the Big Ten right now. Not not that he cares, but you know, no one's going to be embracing that guy anytime soon. And you know, I think that's uh, that's the fact. Now, the the fighting thing is interesting because. You, you, you know Michigan's going to try to provoke that action. You know, you, you don't oh, want yeah. to – you got the kind of the Grant Schwartz kind of before the game run the shoulder into the guy type of thing. And, you know, what's that going to be like? I, I mean, I think this game is going to be – you know, it's going to be close enough that, you know, stupidity or, you know, lack of situational awareness could, you know, really swing a game. And you, you see, Russ – I mean, you saw Tyleek Williams get called for 15-yard penalty oh my God. last week on – like he got called for that. Okay. So when you see that, you realize that the refs are absolutely capable of calling anything, anytime, any way. And so, you know, Ohio state guys are going to have to be, you know, very uh, controlled and, and very aware of the situation that they're being put in because it's going to be hostile. And do I think Michigan's going to be dirty? I, I I just think that I think they're a dirty team. I think they're a, they're they're just they're a bad they're a disgusting team. They're disgusting. They are a disgusting. They're led by a disgusting administration and a disgusting head coach and a disgusting fan base. And 
I, I, I think anything is possible when we go up there and play them. And so Ohio State's going to have to be extremely disciplined because I think Ohio State's a better team. I think if Ohio State just plays with a, a fair game, a straight-up game, I, I think we'll win. And, I, and, I, and I'm going to say it right now, it won't be that close. We'll win by two scores. But we just got to play a clean game. Well, I yeah, and like on the fighting thing, like I, I, I was always paranoid of fighting in a game because I don't want to break my hand because you're usually going to have to punch a helmet. It's like if I break my hand, that means I have to play. Because again, if I break my hand, I can still play with a broken hand. It's going to be harder to grab a jersey and and you know do what I need to do. So you know, instead of throwing my fists, I would I would cut guys. You know, like when I'd get mad at guys, I'd just go cut them. Because you know, cutting is legal. You can go cut, you can go right at their kneecaps, go right at their ACLs. And like, I just thought that was a lot better because you're not going to get hurt cutting someone, but you could hurt them. And you also know, like if you go after a guy's knees, they they hate that. There's nothing in the universe that a player values more than their ACLs. And if you go after that, which you legally can do, and I loved to take shots at people's knees, um, then all of a sudden, like, you know, they don't want to pass rush as hard. They don't want to play as hard. You know, if they want to get mouthy, I'm fine with that because I'll, I'll take a shot at you. But that was that was just how I was. Like I wasn't gonna, but I wasn't gonna punch anybody. Um, but the, you know, again, like that's that's legal. I mean, I did stuff that was legal. I'm not gonna get suspended for it. But you know, the Denver Broncos made a gazillion yards uh, running their their zone scheme where they cut the backside. So you know, if I had a, t- a chance to take a shot on a guy, I did it because mentally, those guys are like if this guy's gonna go up my knee, then he, I mean, he's he's crazy, and, and I didn't mind that. Um, Another super chat, uh, William J. Appreciate you, my man. If you have a question, toss that on there. Thank you for the two. Uh, you know, I I think this is going to be I, this this rolls around in my head all day in terms of how big of a Michigan game is this going to be? Because I think that this is, for for me, it's at least it's probably number two. I'd say. I mean, that the 06 game. I mean, they had, they literally had like a countdown clock, a timer, like already going like three weeks before the game started because we were playing like Illinois and. Northwestern, we were playing like the turd sandwiches of the Big Ten. So we knew that it was going to be undefeated versus they were playing like Ball State and like Indiana. Like they're playing terrible teams leading into our game. So I knew that like that was going to be the biggie. But, you know, we asked this yesterday. Do you think this is top two, three? I mean, you, you've been along a little bit longer. You followed Ohio State longer. But in your lifetime, like what's bigger than this this one? Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I don't know. I mean, uh, with all the subplots, you know, you, you know, you guys had the the, the Bo Schembechler dying on the night of the eve of the game or yeah, something I like mean, that. I mean, I mean, come on, like, I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I was like, <laughs> come on, Bo, really, you died oh, the night before. Oh. I mean, it, so I, I, I took that as a bad omen. I got to be honest with you, as an Ohio State fan, that I took that as a bad omen. I'm like, oh no, you got to be kidding me. Uh, that didn't happen the night before the game, but. um I think given all the subplots, given, you know, the potential total destruction of the Michigan program by the NCAA, given the Harbaugh suspension, given the cheating, um, you know, I, 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 it's hard to say it's bigger, but it's definitely different. It's definitely different than anything we've been you know, before because this whole scandal is different than anything any, any of us have to deal with before. So, you know, I actually forgive people for not getting this stuff right or not quite understanding it because it's, it's nobody's ever dealt with this before. It's without precedent. Nobody's ever cheated on an industrial scale like Michigan has done. Nobody went out and hired 65 jobbers and bought tickets to hundreds (laughs) of games. And no, literally that's what they did. 
That's literally what they did. Nobody's ever dressed up like an opposing coach and wore spy glasses that he bought at the sharper image to the thing to tape the game so he could steal the signal. I mean, like this, this all, I mean, I'd say it reads like a bad novel, but it's just, it's such a black eye for college football. It's such a back black eye for the NCAA. It's such a black eye for the big 10 and for Michigan. And your, your brand's dead. Your brand, your brand is absolutely dead. You guys will forever be known as the cheaters. Uh, you, you, you talk about this academic reputation that you guys have built up over the years and the, the whatever, the Harvard of the West or wh- whatever, the, whatever the heck that is. You guys are the cheaters. You're the, you're the cheating bro. You are the program that you guys have surpassed Penn State as the most disgusting program in all of college football. And, I, and that, that took some doing. I mean, that took some real doing because Penn State set the bar high, man. They set the bar high. But I think I think Michigan has uh, I think Michigan has surpassed them with just their just their blatant disregard. I mean, Penn State had a sick guy and 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 a, a senile coach covering up for the sick guy. But it's you know this is just I don't know it's such a black eye for college football and it it uh, like when you played 06 Michigan. I mean, I know you didn't like those guys and everything like that. But were were you disgusted by the program back then, or did you just not like them? No, I just, I, I mean, I just, I, I literally hated them. This was not like yeah. a, it's not like, you know, the guy, the guys nowadays, they get together, they pray after the game and they, you know, they give each other a big hug and kiss on the cheek and stuff. And like, I, I hated them. Like, I literally, there was no, there was nothing. Yeah, Cause again, it's either, it's either, it's, it's kind of like either my kid gets to eat or your kid gets to eat and my kid's going to get to eat. It's kind of like the mentality. It's like either my, my mom gets to be happy or their mom gets to be happy. You can't both be happy after the game. So you know, it's like, I, I mean, it was almost like a sadistic hatred and it was bad. I mean, it was like, it wasn't, you know, and, and I, and I told my mom, I was like, look, I'm not coming home to Thanksgiving. You're not going to see me at Christmas. I was like, we lose to Michigan. You're not going to see me. I don't know when you'll see me, maybe in April, but like, I'm not going to be around anybody. I don't want to talk to anybody. And thankfully I never had to deal with that because we won every year, but that was a rare thing back in the olden days. It was, you know, we were coming off the nineties where we got housed and I saw great Ohio state teams go up there and die. I saw my heroes go up there and die, like Orlando Pace and Eddie George and guys that I like worshipped and those guys. I was like, "There's no, yeah." You know, they they bring these teams up there. I was like, "There's no way they can lose to Michigan." And sure as could be, they get housed. And you know, so I mean, you, you never take it lightly. You never take it easy. Uh, you expect anything. You know, I think that's something that like Urban and his staff learned in thirteen when you know we had a vastly superior team and we went up there. And we won like. 39 to 38 or something crazy where Tyvis picked off a two pointer or, you know, they could have tied it or beat us or whatever. It was, it was insane. So you never take the game lightly. And that was like the thing, like, you know, I played in 04, we were 14 point underdogs at home, you know, cause we sucked, you know, but then they put, they finally put Troy Smith in. So we actually had a good quarterback and then magically, you know, we won and, and Troy just absolutely carried us on his back that game. And, you know, we had guys, you know, the skill guys, the thing about Michigan in the Michigan game, the skill guys have to play humongous because the lines are always going to be good on both sides, but the skill, the team with the better skill guys, that's who wins, you know? Cause I mean, when you're, when you, you got the running back, like we had San Antonio, we had Troy, we had Teddy, uh, we had Beanie, we had Antonio Pittman, you know, I mean like when the skill guys dominate on either side, 
that's, you know, when you go look at this box score last year, that one running back ran for 200 yards against us on like, you know, five plays or whatever. But that's what you got to look at. Uh, got a bunch of super chats pouring in. Again, if you guys have super chats, um, automatically answered. Appreciate all of you guys. Nate Lawson, you are up. Could Michigan be liable for gambling losses or restitution to other teams for altered playoff bowl appearances? I, I've heard that a lot. I mean, that would be a very sticky lawsuit. Obviously, I think it depends on evidence. Nevada, is there any chance you believe that could happen? Thank you again, Nate. Well, yeah, the the challenge on that is, and the only precedent that I know is the Houston Astros cheating scandal. I know there was a similar lawsuit brought on that, and and I'm pretty sure that one was tossed. So as much sense as that would make, um, I'm not sure that a court would, you know, give that a lot of latitude. But you know, you, you never know. But I think in the Houston Astros, Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. First case with, again, cheating, affected outcomes, uh, affected betters. That, that, that lawsuit was not allowed to, you know, to, to uh, proceed. So I would be skeptical that this one would be able to. Yeah. I, I think that would just be like, it'd be like one of those cash grabs or like one of those you know, suing you know someone's suing the super bowl because the lights went out when the 49ers and ravens were playing and it affected the outcome of the game or it's like something that would be it'd be tough to cobble all that together i think but it wasn't surprised if some attorney somehow took that or they thought there was a cash grab in it uh tyler i appreciate you my man you're in here every night thank you so much for being a great regular on our show kirk this is the biggest game in the rivalry history i mean again if you guys want to say that you know i mean that 06 game was huge but this is just different because I'm telling you, it's like the the entire Big Ten is rooting against Michigan. Now. So if James Franklin and Penn State go out and they whoop Michigan this week, I mean, they're going to be fruit baskets coming in from 16 other Big Ten schools, you know, including SC and Oregon. I don't even forget 16, 18, 20, whatever, however many teams we got. They're all going to be sending congratulations cards and text messages. And thank you, James Franklin, for, for beating the cheats and – that's just kind of how it is. It's kind of like when a team beats the Houston Astros now. It's like everyone loves them because, oh, you beat the cheaters. So, um, But, I mean, it does go across college football. Again, I'm not arguing it. And, again, I played in the 06 game. And it was a one versus two game, both undefeated. Bo Schembechler died. Winner go- and, and, again, back then, that game was to win the Big Ten, and it was to go to the national championship. So there was no Big Ten championship. There was no two rounds of playoffs. Like, that was like – and again, you know, if we didn't screw the pooch and beat Florida, then that's that's probably the best team in college football history. But we didn't, so it doesn't matter. But you know, that was 
The only reason I'd say 06 was bigger is because like it was literally to clinch a shot to win the national title. And you and literally in the locker room, they handed you the Big Ten championship trophy. So it wasn't, hey, we'll see you in Indy next week to play Purdue or Nebraska or whatever turd sandwich is coming in from uh from the West in in, in of the Big Ten. Like that was that was kind of the cool thing about back in the day before the, the championship game. It was like it was like the Ohio State Michigan game like decided the Big Ten multiple times. And that's what was uh, cool about it. Uh, but your thoughts on that, Nevada? Is is it the biggest ever? I mean, I'm not arguing because I, I I can see it either way. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I mean, to me, it probably. I mean, but that's probably recency bias. You know, um, you know, it's it's certainly the biggest. I mean, I think the 06 game. Let's put this way: the 06 game was the biggest game in the stadium that well that that has ever been. And maybe this yeah. is the biggest road game that's ever been. So maybe it's one one A, but they're they were both huge and. Um, yeah, this is, this is, it's going to, what's going to be interesting if, you know, Penn, if Penn state beats Michigan this weekend, then is, is so, so then Penn state is rooting for Michigan to beat Ohio state when we play them, you know, after all the bad blood and after all the vitriol and everything, they'll all of a sudden the whole Penn state fan base will turn, they'll become Michigan fans yeah. before yeah. the, before the Ohio state game. So yeah. it's, uh, fans are, fans are fickle. And yeah. uh, so these uh, these alliances, this this uh, this closeness that we feel with these other fan bases, it's only going to last as long as it's convenient for them. Because once uh, they have an opportunity to turn on us, they'll turn on us too. So it's Ohio against the world. Yeah, it's it's Game of Thrones, baby, all day, every day. You know, as, as soon as they can take the north or whatever, go beyond the wall, and that's what they're going to do. Coach Rip and Roy, appreciate you, man. Thank you for the five. Oh, this is a. I've been dying for this question. This is a great one. Why do Rich Eisen, who's a complete moron, and Desmond Howard, who's the dumbest human being who's ever been on a, a national network, get these or national platforms to spread conspiracy crap and try to protect Michigan? Do either lose their jobs? No, I, I don't think they do because again, you know, ESPN, you know, is they're in bed with the SEC. They love the SEC. They hate Ohio State. They absolutely hate Ohio State. They, you know, they lost the Big Ten rights. Game day's probably not, you know, I mean, they're not going to be having, the, you know, the, the, the national ESPN game in in Columbus for, you know, the foreseeable future because CBS and Fox are taking over. And, you know, they put up with this stuff from Desmond. Again, you know, CJ Stroud, who, you know, one of ex- exceptionally nice kid, exceptionally Christian kid, you know, just like, you know, just a gem of a kid has to be humiliated by Desmond Howard at the Heisman. And there's no repercussions to it. Takes a pot shot at him. Takes pot shots at the O line at the high. The Heisman ceremony is supposed to be a celebration of all of the amazing achievements that the three or four finalists or five finalists or whatever have done for the year. And Desmond takes opportunities to take shots at CJ and and, and our team. You know, and and no other no other analyst does that to any other player or any other program except for Desmond with Ohio State. And and they and again, I don't know why ESPN's allowed in the building. But again, that's this is our, our program is just sometimes really stupid about how they do things. You know, they let Taylor Lewan come in, who's who's the biggest piece of garbage in the universe. They let him come in and interview Ryan Day and Heartline, and I'm like, why would you let a guy who's an absolute piece of trash into the? But again, it is what it is. I don't care. The stupidity uh, runs rampant there sometimes. But I I don't think they lose their jobs. But Nevada, what are your thoughts on Rich Eisen and Desmond Howard? Well, I think Desmond Howard is the stupidest person that's ever been allowed on broadcast television. And I loved him as a, as a Packer, as a Packer fan, man, he had a great year for the Packers was instrumental in us winning that Super Bowl, some huge returns and some made some big plays. And I mean, he, he's just genuinely unintelligent 
And so yeah. I almost kind of feel bad for him a little bit when I see him out there. And Rich Eisen is what he is. He's just a Michigan homer. Um, it, you know, it's, Look, it's like it's like that AP story that broke today. The big the big reveal, the big smoking gun reveal that some ex coach said that there was signals that we shared with other coach blah what whatever that was. You know where that AP writer's from? Guess where that AP writer's from? Ann Arbor. He's from Ann Arbor, Michigan. And it's like <laughs> I mean, what a joke. I mean, what an embarrassment. It's just like I mean, Journalism is absolutely dead in 2023. Um, don't believe everything that you read on this stuff. You know, you have to wonder wh- where it's coming from. What's the agenda? Rich Eisen has an agenda. Desmond Howard has an agenda. The, the AP, the Associated Press, this jamoke from Ann Arbor, Michigan, writes this just ridiculous article, and that's supposed to be the smoking gun that you know, people, that's the salvation and that, that saved everyone. That's, that's what the, the Michigan insiders were, you know, pimping all weekend was going to be leave Ohio state in a smoking ash heap on Monday. That was it. That was the story. That was the bomb. That, that was, was the, the nuke. The, the big, the big reveal, huh? That was the big reveal. And so it's just like, at some point guys, just, uh, just sit back and enjoy the ride because it's, 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 it's it's going to be bad for Michigan. We all know it's going to be bad, and they're just fighting through the. Uh, they're in denial now and, and working their way backwards through these stages of grief, and that's just not going to help them because it's just going to get them in more trouble. But that's where we're at. Totally agree, uh, Shelby. Uh, thank you for the five. Appreciate you, my man. Hello from Fort Myers. I love Fort Myers. Uh, I grew up in Naples, so Fort Myers is a great place. Got a great airport too. Uh, why does it appear McCord is always throwing off his back foot? Lack of confidence, ankle injury, your take, please. I think that sometimes uh, he hangs on the ball too long and the pocket starts to collapse a little bit and he's not ultra comfortable. So he's, he's kind of like, he like throws like these like fadeaway jump shots uh, like he's in the NBA. Um, but, you know, sometimes I think he just, he just gets the yips. Uh, he's not ultra confident. He's not, he doesn't have like that, that, that incredible pocket awareness that a lot of the bigger, stronger NFL quarterbacks have where they'll just hang in there forever and step into it and step it, you know, not worry about getting hit. And you know, like, I think, I, I think he just gets the yips sometimes, but uh, we'll love your thoughts on that, Nevada. Pocket presence. It's pocket presence. Nope. He, nope. he just does not have a good feel for nope. where he can get comfortable in the pocket. And so unless the guys block it up perfectly when he, when he gets that big cushion and then you see him step into those throws and he just guns them, and like he did on that, that, you know, fourth and 17 or whatever it was to Mecca that brought us down to the goal line or, you know, um, against Notre Dame. And, and he's made just a, a bunch of throws like that, but he just doesn't have a natural feel for how to move in the pocket and just, you know, just make those subtle movements, a, a couple of feet here, a step up or slide to the right or whatever it is. And so because of that, you know, he ends up off his back foot, you know, his, his uh, mechanics get a little bit of wonky, but. I'm telling you, second half of games, somehow he figures out he's he's, he's uh, connecting on 71% of his passes in the second half. He's, he hasn't thrown an interception in the second half of a game this year. Um, so, yeah, I, I think somehow he figures it out as the game goes along. But I, I think it boils on if his pocket presence got better where it was just marginally better, one, it would cut down on the sacks because a lot of the sacks – aren't on the offensive line. They're because, you know, th- those guys are running guys right into where he shouldn't be, and he ends up being there. 
Um, and secondly, I think he, he his mechanics would get better. So that's something they can work on, hopefully improves. But second half of games, he somehow figures it out. Yeah, I mean that, that's the amazing thing is I think people don't understand that we try to we, we do episodes like where we we'll go through the sacks and whose fault was it you know like the one Josh I thought Josh Fryer was fine on the one pass pro a couple weeks ago everyone was hammering him uh, I think it was up in Wisconsin to give up you know two sacks but Kyle needs to step up at some point man I mean he starts drifting and like you know and I tell Troy or whoever, Todd Beckman whoever the quarterbacks I'm like look if you don't if you don't stay where you're supposed to stay and you drift out of that if I give up a sack. It ain't on me. Now, it'll probably it'll be on me on the stat sheet, but... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If I don't know where you're at, because my back is to the quarterback, like every offensive lineman in the universe. So if he if he runs somewhere that I don't know where he is, and my guy gets him, that's his fault, you know. And again, that's not, I'm not blaming the quarterback. That's just like you know, if I don't know where you're at, then I you can't expect me to block and, and protect you, you know. And so, like my senior year, I gave up and give up a single sack in the regular season, give one in the championship game, but the guy was a top three pick, but that's fine. Um, but I just think that you know, when you're in that situation, you know, he's got to start to step up and drill it, you know. And again, he's he's not young. He's a third year guy. He's the same age that Troy Smith was. He's the same age as CJ Stroud was last year, and CJ was you know Heisman finalist and. You know, Kyle's going to have a big November coming up. Uh, another super chat, Tyler. Again, I appreciate you, my man. You're a regular. You're the man. Uh, Nevada, what do you think the excuses are going to be if we beat them in Ann Arbor? I'll let you take that. Oh, uh, the, the, <laughs> the, the, the distraction of the NCAA investigation, um, the, the lack of having Harbaugh for the game, the Ohio state cheated and stole our signals and they had the signals and they knew what they were before. I mean, I mean, it'll, it'll be endless. It'll be endless that, you know, it'll, it'll never be, they were better. It'll never be tipping your hat to the opponent. It'll never be, Hey, they were just better than we were. It, it, it won't be any of those things that it'll be excuse city or, or maybe the refs, the big 10 offices against us. And they wanted Ohio state to win. And that's why the refs made all these bad calls. And then there'll be like this, you know, splice together, 10 minute splicing of Ohio State guys holding or missed face mask penalties or whatever it'll be. So I'm going to go with, in fact, I'm going to move refs up. I'm going to move refs up to number one, the number one excuse by the Michigan fan base after we beat them in Ann Arbor is because the Big Ten office paid off the refs. That's final answer. Do do you think that um, if they suspend Harbaugh, does that affect us at all? Does that is that does that matter? Like, do you do you want Harbaugh to be the head coach? Like, what are your thoughts on that? 
personally, I don't care. I, I personally, yeah. I, I mean, I, and being sincere, I, mean, I just want bad things to happen to the program. I, I, yep. I think when you when you do bad things in life, like they did, that there should yep. be consequences. What nothing bothers me more than people that get away with it. And if people that yeah. do stuff, they do bad things, and there's not repercussions. I mean, I think when you do bad things, when you do evil things, when you do stupid things, that somebody, a court of law, a, a governing body, some sort of organ, something, there's got to be something. It's, it's, I, you've talked often about the law of the universe, about, you know, the negative power, the positive power. You know, there, there's something that's got to come down in Michigan for all this bad stuff that they've done these past two years and all this happiness they've derived from cheating. You, there, there's going to be an equal swing of unhappiness that's going to come from justice. And I, and I believe that. And maybe people might think that's metaphysical BS or whatever that is, but I've just, I've seen the world operate too long, man. It just swings like that. And, and I think for, uh, for Michigan, I think their time's coming and it's, and it's coming right soon. I, I agree. Like, I just think that you have to, you know, again, they, I don't feel bad because if they get suspended, I'd be like, well, that's what they get for beating us the last years when they were cheating and stealing our signals. So, you know, and, and, and what they've done to the rest of the league. So, but uh, that's a fantastic question. And I, I just, they'll, they'll have excuses. They always do. Well, 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 let me ask you, let me ask you that, that great 06 game. If Michigan had all your signals, could that have affected the outcome in a, a one score game like that 06 game? Could you guys yeah, have possibly lost? I, could you guys have yeah. lost that game? Yeah. Like when we're running the ball and they can blitz their two safeties and, we don't have enough guys to block them. Yeah, we we we'd absolutely lose. We wouldn't have a chance. We really wouldn't. I mean, you don't like if 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 I know if I'm an offensive lineman and you can tell me exactly what blitz they're running every single time, we'll never lose. We'll never we'll never have a blown protection. Like, and they'll be they'll be strung out. You know, guarding Ted Ginn and Santonio Holmes and Gonzo, man up, man to man. Like they they can't cover those guys man to man. You know, so you know if they're gonna bring it, I mean. Those guys will win and because we'll pick it all up. Like, that's the thing is, like, if we know what blitz they're running, we can literally call the perfect protection to pick everything up. Or we can call the perfect running play to block everything and split it and go to the crib. Again, we played Notre Dame in 05. Again, we've talked about this ad nauseum. The game-clinching run from Antonio Pittman was like a 70-yard run. We knew they were blitzing. We had to tell. And we literally picked it all up. We ran right into the teeth of the blitz, and everybody blocked it. And we worked on that all all week because that was like one of the big things they did just on down a distance, just on good, hard film study. We knew that they'd like to bring that outside linebacker, and they did. We picked it up at the fullback. We full zoned everything else, and then there it was curtain call. There's nobody home. So, you know, now we did that because we just studied it, and they had tendencies that were very obvious. This wasn't because we were sending Connor Stallions to go sit in the stands and video f- signals. Like, we just do it from alignment. So when we picked it up and split it, all of a sudden, it's game over. Now – you know, like if we if we do that and if we knew that on every play, totally different, <laughs> you know, but we we had it on that. And and most teams, they break their tendencies, they change their tendencies. But, you know, if you get a team that doesn't change their signals, that's a whole different ball of wax, man, because that is like that is like stealing. Literally, uh, Don Schaefer, uh, thank you for the 10. Keep up the great work. Appreciate your brother. As always, thank you for being a regular and enjoying Buckeye Scoop, again, you guys are awesome. Again, this has been an incredible run. We're going to keep it cranking for you guys. Uh, Dub V Buckeye, again, appreciate you, my man. Southern West Virginia, take me home, baby. Country roads, I love that. We'll be in Columbus this weekend. Question, will Michigan be begin to cooperate with investigators or their, will their arrogance invite depend? Well, 
I don't think they're going to cooperate, but I think at some point it becomes more conducive to cooperate than it is to just, you know, thumb your nose at it. Cause I think that, you know, eventually it's kind of like USC when they, when they got smacked really hard, like they shut the doors, they didn't let the, the investigators in and they got smacked really, really hard. Uh, they took away Reggie's Heisman. They, you know, they, all the, the sanctions that they had lost scholarships, it kind of sent them into, uh, into, you know, heck for a few years, but what are your thoughts on that, Nevada? Do you think eventually Michigan cooperates or do they just, you know, shut the door? Well, I think it's, this is, yeah, this is a tale of uh, a tale of two cities. You've got some people at Michigan that are cooperating. You've got some people at Michigan that are going to be publicly fighting this. I, you know, I think it's, uh, it's about, you have to remember the genesis of this entire thing. And we've said this on the board a bunch, but for people that are listening, I'm not sure how many of you guys are board members. The entire genesis of this entire thing is the criminal investigation on Weiss, Weiss, whatever name is, computer. He was being investigated for cyber crimes. They brought in a cyber unit who opened up his computer. In his computer, they found access to a cloud file that had Ohio State practice film on it. They found gambling cookies, and they found all this video of all these guys, including the pedophile guy, taping other team signals. That was the genesis of this. So all this this information that came, came from an internal University of Michigan police investigation. That's where the stuff came from. So when they're looking at all these other places and pointing and saying, oh, it, this, and where did this, you, we have met the enemy and he is us. It, it, it was in, the calls coming from inside the house, Michigan. It's coming from inside the house. It was you guys. So I think for, you know, for, Everything that I'm hearing about the, the public defiance and the stance, and I think Harbaugh and those guys will stonewall. I think him and his staff will try to be as defiant as possible. But I think the smart people at Michigan, the, the smart higher ups at, at there, are already on the back lines to, uh, to to the commissioner of the Big Ten and saying, "Hey, don't judge us so harshly." I mean, after during during World War II, there were you know, people in the Nazi parties and other people that were negotiating with the allies against Hitler's wishes to try to, because they knew that the whole thing was coming down and they didn't want to, you know, they, they didn't want to swing when the whole thing kind of came down. So don't think for a second, there aren't people from Michigan that are talking to the big 10 and saying, Hey man, we don't want to swing on this one. We don't want to get the death penalty. Harbaugh's not bigger than the program. Yes, we know he did wrong. So don't ever think that that's not happening because that is 100% happening right now in real time it's just a question of what stories getting out in the press what's being put out there as the narrative because michigan has to be seen as fighting the good fight for this because their fan base is insane and they're starved for a championship because they've been such losers for so long they've been so beaten down that they realize that now this is it that they realize that this is the last call this is the end of the game it's the last dance this is the last time that they're probably going to be relevant in your lifetime. Anybody's lifetime is listening. This is the last season they'll be, that Michigan will be relevant as a football power. Because when this is done, they're going to be irrelevant. They're going to yeah. go back to six and five or seven and six, or maybe someday we make the Gator Bowl guys or whatever it is. So this is the last dance. And, you know, whenever you've got somebody backed into a corner like this, and this is when they're the most desperate. This is when they're the most you know, unpredictable. So just don't believe everything that you're reading because not everybody at Michigan feels that way. Not everybody's crazy. 
just the most vocal people on social media. Yeah, I mean, just just because like you know the president and uh, you know maybe Ward Manuel, the AD, who has an extremely frosty relationship with Jim Harbaugh, is kind of you know showing a little bit of support. I mean, there there are guys that are way above the food chain on those two guys that are on the board of trustees that don't like Harbaugh and they don't want Michigan to get nuked and uh, scholarship losses and games, uh, you know, um, eliminate, you know, not games eliminate, excuse me, games uh, uh, deleted from the record book and that type of thing. So there is not alignment. When there's organizations like this, there is a lot of dissension. It, it is, you know, and that's what's fascinating is, again, like, are there going to be people that are going to say, hey, uh, you know, it's great that you have that, appeal, that, that opinion, Mr. President and Mr. Athletic Director, but now the big boys get to sit down. The people on the board of trustees that really run the university, the money people, because when the money people get embarrassed, that's when it changes. When the big donors, the big money guys get embarrassed, that's when it changes. Because guess what? They run the university. They say, hey, we're not going to give you any more money as long as... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is going on. We're embarrassed. We don't like to wear it. We can't wear our Michigan stuff anymore. We're a joke. It's because you guys uh, bungled this thing. Um, Jeff Price, appreciate the five. Uh, again, uh, rewatching Michigan records replay. Michigan knew it was coming all day. Again, that's what keeps coming out. Is like that Nebraska, that Nebraska clip where Aiden Hutchinson is looking at the sideline, and all of a sudden, you know, the two defensive ends don't rush at all. They're playing Nebraska. Nebraska calls a screen pass, and magically, nobody rushes. So, what's the perfect defense against the screen? Don't rush. Just stand there. And then you know, because the, the offensive line is taught to block for two two seconds, a thousand one thousand two. Then they release. And then they let the pass rushers go. They run up the field. Then you throw it over their head. Running back, you got the 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 wall of of O linemen uh, kind of leading the charge. That's how you run a screen. So when nobody rushes, then you can't run it. And they defended it literally perfectly. It was like they had the signs. So uh, another five from uh, Jeff Hiddle. Appreciate you, my man. Thank you so much. Appreciate your support of the program. If you have a question, toss that on there. Uh, Divjak8, appreciate you for the five. Has anybody filed a Freedom of Information Act request? I would bet my life that a lot of these have been filed and they probably aren't getting answered with the NCAA or with Michigan. If not, does it does it not apply for something? Well, here's the thing. Freedom of Information Acts are, are, are funny things uh, because, you know, you can get, you can send it in, but are they ever going to actually respond to it? Or, I mean, they're not usually, unless there's something that they want to get out for some reason, they take their sweet time responding. You know, if, if it's something where they're trying to squash something or they're trying to hurt somebody, they'll put it out in like a day. Otherwise, the, you know, they'll they'll never answer it. You know, they might say, "Oh, we're gonna get, we'll get around to it when we get around to it or whatever." So with stuff like this, you know, they're not gonna release anything. I mean, I mean, I, I would bet my life that that these investigative guys, Thamel and uh, the guys that work for ESPN, for Fox Sports, for Outkick, all these guys that are digging around. That, they, that they've done that and Michigan just, they get the request, they confirm they get the request and then they just kind of sit on their hands. Cause like, you know, to go get that information is a lot of work. You got to go go through emails. You got to go through, oh, cause you'll request like any email or any type of electronic communication, text messages, whatever 
uh, from Connor Stallions, uh, from Jim Harbaugh, uh, from anybody in the organization that using the word Connor or Stallion. Like, I mean, they'll have some big broad form thing. And, you know, to go pull all of that takes a long time, you know. So unless it's going to be really beneficial to the university, they're not going to do that. Um, but what are your thoughts on that, Nevada? Yeah, that, I mean, that stuff just takes years. I mean, you see it at all yeah. levels of government. You see it all, yeah. all levels of administration. And, you know, as you said, I, I mean, I'll bet you an average college probably gets five to ten freedom of information at uh, requests a day. I mean, yeah. they're constantly getting it for every yeah. possible thing. So I wouldn't hold her. I, I, no, I think ultimately that stuff is going to be completely illuminating, and I absolutely cannot wait for the day until that stuff comes out because it's going to be great. It's going to, I mean, Michigan didn't exactly cover their tracks and this stuff. So it's going to be delicious, but uh, it's, you don't hold your breath on that. Cause it's going to be a while. Yeah. I, and again, when it's something that isn't going to be beneficial, like if Michigan had information that Connor Sarans was a, actually a lone wolf and actually did everything on his own, which he clearly never was, then yeah, they'd release that like tonight. You know, they, you know if there was, a bunch of circumstantial evidence that if they put it out, it would, it would, it would throw a big giant thing of water on the flame. They do that, but that's not the case here. The case is actually like, you know, everything that I think that that gets out is going to be more incendiary uh, just to see how deep it really was to see how, how much planning there was done going forward. Like what tickets were bought for games going forward. Uh, what was the, you know, I, I, I know there's a, this dumb manifesto thing, but you know, was there any, uh, text messages between coaches and I'm not thinking Jim Harbaugh would be involved, but I mean, I'd say like Jay Harbaugh might've been texting him saying, yeah, man, this is great. You know, keep doing your thing. This is awesome. You know, cause head coaches are usually really busy. So you're not going to be chopping it up with the head coach about, Hey coach, I'm going to go watch the Western Michigan versus Michigan state game. tonight. Is that cool? But he might tell Jay Harbaugh that, or he might tell, you know, one of the younger GAs or coaches or position coaches that, cause those guys have a lot more time. Like when you're a head coach, man, you've got, you got to do the recruiting. You could go do all these banquets, these circuits, you, you know, you got to go do media all the time. So you're not, you know, you're not in the mix on a lot of some of the minutia like that. Um, well, it was good though. Uh, we can wrap this thing up, Nevada. Uh, what are your final thoughts? This is, uh, it's going to be an interesting week for the old bucks. Yeah, no, uh, but I mean, look, I, I wish I could sit here and, and say that this game is going to be some classic game against Michigan State. Um, yeah, it's, it's not going to be a classic. It's going to be fun, though. It's going to be a fun game. It's going to be, you know, it's, I, I, look, the season's 75% over, man. Yeah. So I'm not going to waste waste a minute of uh, not watching anything. But, uh, look, this Michigan stuff for me is, is must-see TV. I think every day is going to bring new, uh, you know, new information and new reveals and, uh, you know, watching the watching the Michigan fans just desperately flail around trying to find a life raft. To, you know, first it was the we found a loophole in the law. Then it was, you know, Ryan Day's brother did it. Then it was well, everybody does it. Now it's we have the information that the next guy got. To the, I mean, it's just it's just so fun to watch them kind of you know flail looking for some sort of hope because I know you know when you don't have hope, it's hard. But man, you know, it's kind of a hopeless situation right now. You know, for, for Michigan fans, I think it's going to be a, it's going to be, it's going to be hard. And, you know, and part of me almost back to, I was thinking about a question you asked earlier about, do I want hardball coaching? I almost, I almost do want hardball coaching because I want to beat him upright with him coaching. Yeah. And also, and I'm just going to be honest. This is, I like to be honest with the audience. I'm going to be honest with 
Also, if he, if he is coaching, and I think it gives the position for possible vacation of this or, or reversal of this, if that temporary restraining order comes, because you have to be under TRO for him to be coaching, because I, I could see that coming off after that game, and, and maybe they have to forfeit that game, or right? maybe they unwind that game, or maybe that game is looked at differently by the uh, by the playoff committee, considering the fact that they're using a coach that was under suspension. So I think it kind of gives us multiple outs on that. So regardless of whatever happens here the next few weeks, um, I'm going to be happy, and I'm going to, and I, mean, I think it's going to be a, it's going to be best for Ohio State, and and eventually Michigan will get their their medicine. It, it will happen. Uh, nothing that happens in the next two weeks is going to be enough because it's not the end. It's the top of the first inning. Um, so for Michigan fans, buckle up, man. It's going to be a bumpy ride. I, I totally agree. Um, it's uh, it's going to be fun. Like I said, every day, I mean, we're enjoying it and they're sweating it out. So um, that being said, as always, we appreciate you guys. We're going to lock this thing down. Thank you guys for kicking it with us tonight. We'll be back again tomorrow. Uh, again, it's nonstop here on BuckeyesGroup.com. I'm about to jump on the message board for the night. Uh, watch some Monday Night Football. I hope you guys enjoyed the content. If you did, leave us a like. Uh, we got a couple hundred likes. There's about 1,500 of you in here, so come on in. Hit that like button. Those are huge for us, and we always appreciate you guys doing that. Uh, but with that being said, uh, I want to hear your predictions. When is the justice going to be served? Because it is coming. Uh, I think it's the, the walls are closing in on Michigan, and I absolutely love it. It's going to be fun. Uh, and also, shout out where you guys are watching from. A lot of you guys in here. I love seeing where you guys are at. A lot of guys in West Virginia, Southern Ohio. Shout out Portsmouth. Shout out Chesapeake. Shout out uh, Canton. Uh, I saw some Florida, Texas, Georgia. You guys are all over the place. Appreciate all you California. Uh, as always, you guys are the absolute best. So thank you guys for being regulars on here and enjoying our content. We always love kicking it with you. Uh, and seeing some of the great correspondence that you guys bring us. Thank you all for the super chats. Again, those are huge for us. Those help the channel tremendously. So we're very appreciative. Thank you guys. So I hope you guys have a great rest of your night. Talk to you guys tomorrow. Uh, thank you, Buckeye Nation. And thank you, Scoop family. Go Bucks.